0: G'day friends, welcome back. The footy world is still a little bit in the dark as we go through these trying times. A lot of questions, not a lot of answers, still sort of waiting to see how everything plays out before they really make any big decisions about how this year and how the future is going to look. So I thought I would just take an episode and talk about all the different ideas and theories and solutions that have been thrown around the last few weeks, Right, right, let's get into it. The in the in the on, down there, on, the back. the Before I get going as well I just want to hope everyone's doing well those of us who are not considered essential and are in complete isolation at home just going to the shops or being at home hope everyone is enjoying Tiger King I'm sure we've all watched it by now I'm sure we've all downloaded Joe Exotic's 28 song album it's full of hits I'm loving it get around him he's a great bloke Alright, so, oh, the footy is looking a little bit, the situation is looking a bit dire at the moment. There you know, there obviously hasn't been a lot of news in the last couple of weeks, it's been a bit quiet, there hasn't been a whole lot to report. We still don't know what's going to happen. Their plan at the moment still is for footy to come back on the first of June, so their little footy lockdown will end on the thirty-first of May, and they'll be back at it on the first of June. I do not see a universe in where, where that'll be happening. That that's it's it's April second today, is it? Yeah. So that's less than two months away. There's no way. There's just no like. Unless there is some miraculous turnaround in the, you know, the number of cases that is getting added each day. Like, ugh, we'd have to have, like, probably two solid weeks of the number of new cases going down every single day for that to be happening. The, uh, Gil said uh, yesterday, I think it was, that they are still 100% committed to getting the remaining 16 cases. Games in, the remaining 144 games into the year. So, when is footy going to be back? And when it is back, what is it going to look like? That's what I've been thinking about a lot. So, if they want to get 17, if they still plan to get 17 rounds in, or the equivalent... In games... i has got to stop saying rounds... It is what, a 153 game season... Excuse me... If they want to get that into this year... And they can't get the footy back until... August or September... It is going to start getting really... Messy... Like... If, if they can't get it back when they want... And they're squeezing... You know... If teams are playing three times in a fortnight... That kind of thing... Maybe four times in a fortnight... And, like, when, when this, if the season is running into October and November, and maybe even December, and they can't play the grand final at the MCG, I don't know. Like, because we still don't know when this is going to be over or when it's going to start being over, we don't know what it's going to look like when it comes back. If it comes back sooner rather than later, so in June or maybe July, will there be crowds at that stage? If it comes back in June or July, do they, you know, they've obviously announced they're going to change the fixture. They have to change the fixture, obviously. So they can't even do that until they know when it's going to be back. They can't. They're going to have to wait to announce for sure that it's going to be back two weeks before any games happen that'll give them two weeks to do a fixture but then the clubs need to oh god I don't envy them at all I do not envy them there is so much like once things start happening again they are going to have to move so quickly on fixtures and venues and telling the clubs getting the players back into because like the players I think they said the players need to have at least two weeks of training before they can be playing again Obviously, they're keeping fit at home, but they have to be back at training for a fortnight before games can get underway. So there's two more weeks lost after they already know what's happening. So it's a bit of a nightmare. But, you know, say games do come back when they're planning, so in June, will there be crowds at that stage? I would think not, even best case scenario. I don't see there being crowds at that stage. Would there be crowds at any stage for the rest of the year? Depends how much. Depends whether they do do the cramming of games, right? If games come back in June, and they just stick to the round format, so teams are playing once a week, they're probably still they're still going to have a bye week in there in the middle. So you've got eighteen. So they've already played one round. So there'll be seventeen weeks of seasons that's what's that four months is that right it's four weeks yeah it's four and a bit months right nearly four and a half months so you've got all of june all of july all of august all of september right and then you're into october so it's mid-october before finals can start right so If they come back in June and they want to be playing September finals, they're going to need to do a bit of cramming, right? I don't, like, it's still so hard to say, but, like, September is, what, five months away now? Do we think the world is going to be in a state where we can have a 100,000 people in one building in five months' time? I hope so, but I don't know how likely that is, in which case, do they allow, like, would they play the grand final in September how they like, with no crowd, or would they stretch it out a bit to where, you know, we're in a better place, maybe in October or November, potentially sacrifice the MCG as a venue, but be able to get a crowd in, They'd be costing themselves a lot of money if they played it without a crowd. But stretching the season out beyond when it normally does it comes with a whole lot of its own problems, which I'm going to get to. So the other venues as options besides the MCG are obviously Marvel, holds about fifty five thousand. Adelaide Oval, I think, holds about fifty five thousand. We know Optus Stadium holds sixty thousand, right? If Anything could happen this year, by the way, in terms of who makes finals. So if either of the Adelaide sides are in the grand final, easy, you play it at Adelaide level. Same with WA, right? I think Optus Stadium is probably the best of the three options. It is the most like the MCG. It is a very impressive-looking stadium. I think they could house a pretty good granny there. You would just hope that... They're only to give Freo a chance, so you'd hope that the Eagles could get in. Uh, otherwise, yeah, mathematically, there are a lot more Victorian teams, so the odds are that there's going to be a Victorian team in there at the end. So playing it at Marvel, play it with the roof open, could possibly look okay. I don't know, it just, it's, it's so... Like, being a St Kilda fan, I pretty much exclusively go to games at Marvel, when you do occasionally get to go to a game of the MCG, it is a different universe you travel to. It's such a more grand environment. It's hard to explain. But given this year, I think, you know, still getting a grand final in September or October, but having to play it, say October or November, and having to play it at A ground half the size of the MCG is a pretty good result, given what a terrible year this is going to be. There's been lots of talk about what is going to have to happen to list sizes. Um, Obviously, there's going to be a real serious money problem for the whole planet for the next probably five years or so. But in terms of the AFL, it's going to take them just as long to recover from this. So the, the number that is, so most clubs have around 45 players on their list. Gold Coast gets to be special. They've got like 55 players on the list, but it's usually around 45. So they're talking of cutting lists down to 35 players. So say you're cutting about 10 players from each team. You're cutting close to 200 players out of the 7 or 800 that are in the that are in the league. 200 players that would be essentially out of work, so they're down to playing BFL footy, or they're going to have to go back to being you know, whatever they were planning with plumbers or teachers or whatever, unless this is the only option they've got, and then they're in real trouble. Um, that's I really hope that they're probably going to have to do something like that. I hope they don't because I really like. I really like the list size where it is at. I like the spread you have of players. Some people are saying even cutting it down to thirty, I do not think thirty is even close to enough. Cause like we've even seen what happened to Essendon in this off season, right? So like half their team was injured at one point. I think they only had like twenty five to thirty players who were healthy. Like you need to be able to obviously like them they would you know prepare for that kind of thing they could have top-up situations supplementary lists but like I think 45 is such a good number so you've just you've got the 22 that go on the field and then you've got that same amount again give or take who are ready in reserve I, don't know, I, don't know. I mean I just maybe it's just me being afraid of change but I think Cutting it down to 35 is just, it's conceding defeat a little bit. Like, they've committed to not letting any of the 18 clubs go under, which was not surprising. They could not let that happen. Like, the AFL worked really hard to get themselves in a position 10 years ago to be able to start the Gold Coast and the Giants. So they are not going to let any clubs, let alone their two babies, go under. That was never going to happen. Like then, allowing around two hundred players to be removed from the league, like I don't think that looks good. That would be that would be really devastating for the competition. I feel. Um, so going back to when the season could possibly end, it it raises a lot of questions about the off season. You know. When would preseason have to start? When would next year's season have to start? Like the players need a certain amount of time off. I mean they're having a lot of time off now, in a way. So I guess it kind of evens out, but there's things like the trade period and the draft, right? The draft especially, like all the under eighteen excuse me, all the under eighteen players who are looking to be drafted, they're not having a chance to strut their stuff this year. No one's playing. So, you know, the, the recruiters from each club uh, uh, might have to go off you know the footage of when these kids were 17, which is not ideal. Um, you know if you know, footy does come back sooner rather than later, they might be able to squeeze in some games, even if they can only squeeze in an under 18 championship, that's not the worst thing. You know even the trade period Canecorns for some strange reason was saying that they should have the trade period now. I read that headline and I was like I'm not even gonna click on that. that is the oddest thing. I can't even imagine why he would think that's a good idea i think I think being it's strange in in with this with the coronavirus, I think being reactive rather than proactive is actually the better way to go like like I don't know I, th- I think just. Waiting until you have as much information as possible before making big decisions is the best way to go. Like, if the AFL came out tomorrow and, you know, and just said, right, this is what's happening with the season, they'd be like, what information if you base that decision off of? Like, what are you talking about? They'd be like, Matt, we're just trying to be proactive. Like, no, just be patient. Kane, just wait, okay? Like, the trade period's not that hard because it doesn't require really anything from anyone you know there's obviously the people who work at the clubs who are involved in training who have to get together and talk about things it also has to come before the draft because of the trading of picks but it could happen any time before the draft doesn't really matter doesn't have to be right now just have to be after the end of the season and before the draft that's that's the only time constrictions for it Matthew Lloyd, uh, during the week, I read, had this had the idea of combining the 2020 and 2021 seasons into a mega 34-round season. I like this idea a lot. I really, really like this idea. And he used a word that I used in my previous footy episode, tainted. Like, he, he sort of, you know... Said what I said was that like there is no way that if the season finishes off in the way they have who would like it to, coming back in June, playing the remaining sixteen games, finals, grand final, whatever, even with sixteen minute quarters and blah blah blah, no crowds, whatever. <coughs> I'm still not used to talking non-stop. Oh, still getting used to it. Um, There is no way that this season would not be looked back on as tainted. There's just no way. Uh, So a way to cancel that is to just do what they can this year. He actually made a really good suggestion. So just do another... um, Oh, what did he say? Another... 11 rounds this year gives them so much wiggle room. Just do another 11 rounds this year, so make this year a 12 round year, and then have next year be as normal. 22 rounds, finishing off the 17 from this year, and then having another 17, right? So everyone plays everyone else twice. They can have the normal round structure next year. So they have the normal 22 rounds. The normal three buys in the middle, the normal buy before the finals, blah, 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 whatever. And they combine it with this year. Everyone plays everyone twice, and you have a mega Premier, right? It is the opposite of what the Premier would be this year. They would undoubtedly... Obviously, what you could not have was a trade period this year. You could probably still have a draft. Yeah. I mean, you could probably even still have a trade period. Makes it a little bit less legit, but you just combine the two years, and then the end of next year there is an ultimate premiere. Right? Everyone had a chance to beat us twice, and then again in the finals, and they couldn't. We are the best, right? They would be crowned, right? It it'd be you know almost like winning two grand finals back to back. It'd be almost as impressive as doing that. So I, I think that was I thought that was a really cool and creative idea. I do not think there's any way in a million years they would do that, because it just you know it concedes this year is just a failure. Granted, a failure that was out of the AFL's control, but a failure nonetheless. Um, so yeah, I don't think they'll do it, but it's a cool thing to think about. Like, say they can't get footy back until August or July or whenever. They can easily fit 11 more games in. Then they, you know, finish the year off in September without a premiere. And then, you know, if they so chose, do a trade period and the draft. And then come November, when all the teams, all the clubs come back, everything restarts as normal. They do their pre-season, blah, blah, blah. Come back in February, start the pre-season, and then we're off. Everything's back to normal. They just write the fixture around who's already played who this year. Do it like that. And then September next year, you have the 2020 and 2021 premier, And it would be whoever it would be. I think that'd be really interesting. Interesting thing to think about. Um Another scary thought I had was what if they just had to can it for this year? Just, just they just gave up. That like I don't like if they just ran out of time, like if the government doesn't let things go back to normal until it's too late in the year, and they just don't have time, they can't meet the deadline they've set for themselves. Being one hundred fifty three games by and, and plus finals by December thirty first, like even if they can get even if they get a dozen rounds in, and then say oh shit we're out of time, whoever's on top that's the Premier. No, that like that would be even more of a tainted premiership. They, they time is against them. The longer it goes on, obviously. So I wondered what would happen if they just had to say, nah, twenty twenty is a wash. Doesn't count. It's over with. Um, I thought, if they did that, could they do something else to make some money to try and salvage something from what has been a disastrous year? And the most obvious thing, obvious thing that came to mind for me was something that's already been a big talking point this year, being State of Origin. Say, for instance, the, the government keeps us in relative lockdown until October. That is a f- f- fucking long time. But say that is what happens, right? Say in Australia, things take a turn for the worse, and we're stuck like this for ages, right? And they can't fit in any more of the season, and they just say, no. They could do a State of Origin series, right? They could put together four teams, right? And you're saying, hmm, Victorians would just smash everyone. Yeah, they, on paper, they would probably have the best team, but let's not think about that. You put together four teams, right? Victorians, the Allies, being New South Wales, Queensland, and Tasmania. I thought you could have a team called Central or something like that that is South Australia and the Northern Territory combined. Because, yeah, South Australia is a football state, but I think they would not quite have a strong enough team to be taken seriously. So combine them with some of the great talent that comes out of the Northern Territory, in the Tiwi Islands, and then you could have WA and probably combine them with the uh, internationals. So Zach Tui, Mason Cox, Conor McGregor, con- McGregor, Connor McGregor? Conor McKenna, <laughs> if, he's, if he's coming back, right? So WA probably has a strongest... They probably have the second strongest side to the VIX. So just give them the few internationals that there are uh, available and then combine South Australia with the Northern Territory. And then I also think Queensland, New South Wales and Tasmania would have a very strong side. And you put together full squads of 40, right? So already you've got 160 players... 160 of the league's best players who are involved, right? And you would need a lot of staff for all those four teams, Um, coaches, right? So there's, and obviously that you'd have to pay these players. This is not for charity. This is for the league to make some money. So you pay these players, right? You could even pay the clubs who the players come from, and the clubs could funnel that money to their other players, something like that. And then you you have a tournament. You have a state of origin tournament, right? You do it like a final series if you want. You could do, everyone plays everyone twice or something, and then there's a top two. You can do a percentage, you can do a ladder. You can do it however you want it. All right, right? but you could run that through because you wouldn't play that at the MCJ. You wouldn't fill the stands. I mean, you might, I don't know. But, you know, those are the sort of games you could play at... Marvel, the SCG, at Optus, at Adelaide Oval, that kind of thing, right? You just have a round-robin competition for eight weeks or something, I don't know. Charge people overs for tickets, they'll understand. Charge people 30 bucks a ticket, you know, that kind of thing. Make it a big spectacle on the TV, everyone would watch it. Everyone's going to be starved for footy when it comes back, starved. Dying to watch some footy, dying to watch it live. For God's sake, you would easily film Marvel. Easily, every t- they almost they filled Marvel for this year's State of Origin, and it was for charity. Like there was nothing on the line. It was just for fun, and they filled the place. So imagine, like imagine if this isn't October and people haven't been able to go to the footy for over a year, like you know, to real legit footy. I, th- I think they would sell out any one of those grounds. Obviously, the MCG is not really available when the cricket starts. All right? So that's just something I thought they could do if, in the worst-case scenario, they did have to, you know, terminate the 2020 season. That's intense and it makes me sad, but it is something that might have to happen. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen yeah which kind of makes this episode a little bit pointless but it's still it's been on my mind a lot so I wanted to just word vomit into this microphone all the things I've been thinking about so when it if, if it doesn't come back until next year all right it doesn't go straight back to normal it's not possible. There is going to be so much money lost. So many things are going to have to change. Not just in reaction to that, but also... They're going to change things forever in case something like this happens again. The AFL is not going to leave itself vulnerable to another economic catastrophe like this. right? I don't think any big corporation will. Right? So, you know... Obviously, they've said that no teams are going to go under, which is good. But how long is it going to take for the clubs to recover? Especially the clubs that are already pretty hard done by, you know? Bulldogs, St Kilda, Melbourne, North Melbourne, the Giants and the Suns, you know? You know, will you know... If they cut list sizes, are they going to keep the current season format, cut it to 17 games, 16-minute quarters. I don't know. Like, they canned the AFLW season for this year. Will, Will the girls be able to play next year and into the future? Like, in terms of making money, unfortunately, the girls are not a priority. They don't make anywhere near as much like they make a percentage of a percentage of the money that the four gets for putting on a men's game. So, are they going to... Like, I hope they can. Like, they've worked so... That's another thing they've worked so hard on to get going, is the women's league. So, it would... It, I think that would... Like, of the things that could possibly be the most disastrous, like, you know, clubs going under or, you know, list cuts or whatever, I think if they couldn't get the girls season going again straight away that would be the biggest calamity like imagine if they couldn't get the VFL like would they prioritise getting the VFL going over the women's like national level women's does that trump state league men's I don't know I'd really hate to see the girls not get to play especially because like the Saints had a really strong start. They were looking like I think they did the best of all the new teams, so I was really excited with how they were going. Caitlin Greiser won the you know, she kicked she was the leading goal kicker. She's a gun. So I'd be heartbroken if they couldn't get the girls' season to go up again. Um and you know, is it gonna be really expensive to go to the footy for a while? Like, is it going to be 30 bucks a ticket? Are memberships going to get a lot more expensive? They're probably going to have to. You know? Like, I know... I haven't watched the thing with Eddie McGuire and um, TJ from Footy Classified or you know, whatever he was on the other night where well, they had an argument about people being able to cancel their memberships. But, you know... Obviously, a lot of people are going to have to, which is absolutely fair enough, but I've also heard lots of stories about people who are buying loads of extra, people who have money to throw around at this time, they're just buying extra memberships to try and keep their clubs afloat, afloat, which is fantastic. You know, people are going to come out of this the same way businesses are, they're going to be struggling for a while, so... How many people are going to be able to afford to buy memberships when the footy does come back? And do they make them cheaper? It's going to be probably up to each club, but do they make them cheaper so more people buy them or do they make them more expensive so when people do buy them they get more money per person? I don't know. I think everything's going to get more expensive. I think it could be 30 bucks to go to the footy. I don't know. But there there is... Something about footy fans, like I, there has been a hole in my soul for the last few weeks without any footy to watch. Like we we wait, especially those of us who couldn't give a stuff about the cricket, we wait so patiently from October to March. We wait. We read every article. We watch the trades. We watch the draft. We watch the preseason. We wait so patiently for footy to come back and now it came back for a week we couldn't go and then it was gone so I think that for the most part people are going to be so happy when footy does come back and when we can go to the footy again that they're going to fork out whatever money they've got like the people who are really hanging out for the footy every year, every week like increased prices are not going to bother them so hopefully that's that's most people. But yeah, scary times. hope everyone's doing okay at home. I've been filling my time, you know been just sort of doing some podcast prep, been watching lots of movies, playing lots of AFL evolution, like the OG. The new one comes out in a couple of weeks. So I'll be I'll be getting around doing that. Um, hope everyone's not too bored. Been walking the dog a lot. Been getting out in the garden a lot. I'm just filling the time any way I can. And thinking about the footy. <laughs> yeah, I think everything's going to be okay. I hope there are not too many negative changes. You know, they might even change things for the better. You know, this sixteen minute quarters. Maybe that's the most entertaining way. To watch footy. Maybe they stick with that moving forward. I think the players want that. Like, they want the same number of games, just shorter games. It's easier on their bodies. You know, maybe... Because they're talking about, you know... what, What players may we have seen for the last time. You know, players who are on the edge of retirement... If they say, you know, right, we're bringing footy back next year, but it's going to be 16-minute quarters. We're only playing 17 rounds. Some of those players who are thinking about retiring might be like, well, I could probably handle that. I'll hold out for another year. You know, your 37-year-old Sean Burgoynes, Betts, Ablett. Who else is really old? Um, oh, Kate Simpson, Callum, he's pretty old. Even Josh Kennedy, West Coast, I think he's thirty three or thirty-four. Like some of these players I had no idea how old JK was. Couldn't believe he was thirty three or something. Um yeah. Even at the Saints, Jaron Geary is I think he's thirty three this year. Maybe thirty two, I don't know, might be thirty two this year. Like he's the captain too. Nathan Brown as well. I think he's the same age, thirty two. Carlisle might be twenty nine or thirty. If he's not getting games, he might retire. It'll be really sad if players don't get a chance to end their careers the way they want to. Like it's always sad. Yeah, some there's always the risk of it being ended by injury, like what happened to Chris Judd, but for it to end like this would be very, very sad. So hopefully they don't have to do that. Hopefully we can get Footy back in June. You know, hopefully they can finish off the season they the way they want to. Hopefully crowds can get back. I keep thinking like what I said in the last footy episode, you know. If if footy comes back this year and crowds are allowed back this year, that first game with a crowd is gonna be something special. Oh that we be know better, like there'll be people just hugging each other, it doesn't matter what team you barrack for. They'll just be there as footy fans. And I hope it's not like in the finals, they let crowds back in. I hope it's before the finals so every club's fans get the chance to go to a game this year. I think that'd be really good. All right, I have waffled on for far too long. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, yeah, just stay safe out there. Yeah, Wash your hands. Keep haircuts to 10 people or less. Make sure funerals aren't going for more than 30 minutes. Make sure no more than two weddings to every four square meters. I think that's it, right? (laughs) Alright, have a good one, guys. I love you. Bye-bye.